On today's episode of The Brothers, we talk about a recap of the Christmas week, some of our favorite Christmas songs, and a little friendly debate that may be seen on a future podcast. Enjoy this week's episode. Welcome to another edition of the Brothers Podcast. I'm your host, Tyler, and I've got my good brethren with me, Drew and Russ. Hello, gentlemen. Howdy. Good evening. Well, we're gonna we're gonna just dive into this. Uh, we we do have uh, time restrictions this evening for mul- for a multitude of reasons, but um, we wanted to talk a little about the Christmas week. It was a great time, and I'm glad we all got to spend a lot of time together. That was great. But there really was kind of two camps. There was Christmas out in Logan with Russ's family. And then there was Christmas at uh, Grandma Myrna's house in Stansbury Park. So we're going to kind of look at both of those. And um, Russ, we're going to start with you. Tell us a little bit about how Christmas was uh, in your in your neck of the woods. All right. First things first, for our worldwide listeners, uh, that's Logan, Utah, and Stansbury Park, Utah, just for those in Asia and Europe and other places of the country, world. Um, yeah, my apologies. So, so my uh, so our Christmas Eve, we always have a few traditions we always do. So we always start off the day by baking sugar cookies, and then we later decorate them. And so we have like bags of different icing, different colors, and we have some cookie cutter shapes, you know, the solid uh, stocking, Santa Claus, Santa hat, snowflake, star, angel, etc Christmas tree so I do all that the girls have got the Ziploc baggies you know decorating and they squeeze too hard and it opens the top of the bag and then icing's pouring down their hand it's a big disaster but it's a fun time cookies are actually pretty good uh, so we kind of do that in the afternoon just hang out we always get Chinese food for our Christmas Eve dinner um, so we went and picked that up early about 4 30 to beat the rush because if you're going to go out on things on christmas eve um not many places are even open and places that are open are only open till five but the chinese places at least here in logan are open normal hours so like 10 o'clock at nine o'clock 10 o'clock at night so what, uh what's the restaurant gonna... is it like a local mom pa shop or what it's called formosa's um, so yeah, I think it's pretty local. Um, but yeah, they do. They last time we went in, they only had two people working. Um, but it's it's solid food. We got some sweet and sour pork, some General's chicken, some broccoli beef, some really good egg rolls, um, and uh, some fortune cookies to top it off. So then we have dinner, and then the evening portion. Uh, the girls open up pajamas that they sleep in Christmas Eve night, and then they always open up a game. Um, so the game that they got this year was Hungry Hippos, and then Ave also creates a book of pictures from the last year, 
and we open that up on Christmas Eve and go through the, like the the collage book that she's made, um, just to kind of reminisce on the last year. So we did that Christmas Eve. We put the girls to bed, and then that's when the real action starts. And uh, last year, I had to assemble a like 110 piece kitchen set for the girls, and that was a nightmare. Um, I assembled it over the night of two nights. Um, this year, I had a Power Wheels car that I assembled. Um, and a word for future fathers, talking to you. Ty, I know you're already a father, but just in case this is for a future Christmas. Um, Power Wheels are very easy to assemble. You just get it, comes in the box, you pop the wheels on, you pop the rims on, you connect a couple cords, you're good to go. So uh, Christmas Eve was pretty solid here, um, went pretty quick, didn't have to stay up too late, uh, turned on a Christmas story while Abe wrapped some gifts and I put the finishing touches on the Mercedes uh, AMG Power Wheels and then uh, hit the sack. The girls woke up about, I don't know, quarter to seven maybe, 7.15, I don't really remember. Around seven, came down, had Christmas morning, had some cinnamon bites for breakfast that were delicious. Um, and all in all, it was a it was a solid Christmas. I think the girls were most excited about the Power Wheels. They just wanted to drive it. Um, obviously, it's freezing here in Utah with a lot of snow outside, so we had them ricocheting off the entryway with the car, and. Um, then we eventually took it outside a little bit later in the day, and one of the neighbor girls, Porter's good friend Ava, uh, hopped in with her and drove, and we went around the block with it. So good times. Um, I would say the best gift that I got probably for Christmas was probably two things. Mom gave me an unlimited membership for car washes, for unlimited car washes. Um, so that's freaking awesome. You just like today I was coming home from work and it was snowing outside, but the car wash was open. So I just roll in, hit the button and I get to go in for my car wash, you know? Um, so that was awesome. And then I also got a weighted blanket for Christmas from Ave, and, uh, I kind of like that. It's very relaxing. So, um, all in all the Christmas in the morning household was, uh, just dandy. We turned on Santa tracker um on youtube but porter was very upset when santa would never land he would just go <laughs> to the city and never but land so that, that was very disappointing it's a very wise child i mean if santa's gonna keep going and you're tracking him he's got to make some stops yeah so all in all it was a solid christmas uh but but yeah that's about all i got to report excellent no i loved loved it all sounds like it was Really fun. Thanks for sharing some of those traditions. I, I don't think I knew some of those. So uh, that's that's really neat. Of course. Yeah. Drew, why don't you uh, talk a little bit about Christmas Eve, Christmas? I, I just want to hear it from your perspective, and, and uh, I'll kick it over to you. Yeah, so uh, Christmas Eve, we were out at Grandma Myrna's out at uh, Stansbury Park, Utah. And we did the traditional Christmas Eve dinner. She always does ribs and homemade clam chowder, which is always delicious. Delish. So we had the feast Christmas Eve. 
then we moseyed on down to Uncle Dan's house, about five houses down. And we did our traditional Christmas Eve program. So for all listening, basically each family does a little skit or a song or makes a video. And um, it's, it's always a good time. But um, this year, our family utilized uh, Russ's newest member of his family, um, Topper. And recreated a little uh, nativity, a live nativity with uh, the the grandkids in our family. So that was uh, well done. I have to applaud both of you as uh, co-directors. That was very well executed. Um, so we were, we, also, did... we were also actors as well as co-directors. Yeah, you guys did it all and it turned out great. Um. Another tradition we have on Christmas Eve is um, we go around and everyone opens a gift starting from the youngest. So we did that. And then actually one of my favorite traditions that we do is um, every year we get a birthday cake and light it, put candles on it and light it. And we sing happy birthday to Jesus. And um, I love that. So we did that. And then. It was, uh, it was probably close to 10 o'clock, and we took Ty's kids down to Grandma's house and got them settled for the evening, and then we started the Santa setup, and uh, as I posted on LinkedIn today, um, I have a newfound appreciation for all parents out there who um, assemble toys either in advance of Christmas Eve or on Christmas Eve. Uh, I got to got to experience that firsthand this year and uh, building a Paw Patrol tower that really tested my engineering skills. So, um, but good news, we got it assembled and, uh, and it was really fun to watch uh, Ty's kids come up the stairs Christmas morning and see their reactions. So that's my report. Yeah. And, and may it be known to all the listeners, Drew, Drew, <laughs> Drew, drew the worst of the assembly i did a barbie townhouse so to speak it wasn't the dream house but it was like a townhouse and i thought it was gonna be the worst so i thought i was doing the favorite everyone else my dad put together this uh thomas the train and that looked pretty complicated i didn't actually see that but drew definitely took took the hit with the pop patrol tower and he did a fantastic job and you know I think the best part was seeing Bradley's reaction. I mean, it was, it was literally disbelief. I mean, the kid walked up to it like, like it was a ghost of Christmas past or something like, are you real? And I just love, I mean, we got on, on film and he looks back and he looks at it, you know, and I know I asked him, I was like, well, what do you think? And he's like, I love it. And, uh, oh man, it was really fun. I have a question about your guys' Christmas morning, though. Yes. Um, did, whose was it for an 8 a.m. Christmas start? I feel like that's a little bit late with two young kids, and I would be surprised they could wait that long. You know, I think I think we all kind of thought that. My kids actually didn't wake up till 7.30. Oh, nice. Yeah, so surprisingly... They slept pretty well. Now, I will say that 
on Christmas Eve before they went to bed, and I have to give their mother some some kudos for this, but she had said that they needed to drink hot chocolate and a special hot chocolate, which was like a helping like sleep elixir to help them sleep through the night. I kind of wonder if there was some psychological effects with that because I found some Nesquik in grandma's, uh, you know, cupboard and I was just like, oh, here it is. Here's that magic elixir. And they took it and, oh my gosh, we're laying there and brother's like, oh, it's working. I'm getting sleepy. (laughs) I'm like, all right, whatever works. So anyways, you know, it, it, uh, we lasted, yeah, we lasted till 7.30 at least. And then it's just a matter of, uh, you know, just waiting uh, till eight o'clock. But yeah, it was really fun. It was great. And, uh, you know, the one thing you, you failed to mention, Drew, that I, I did say that morning, I don't get excited for breakfast, but grandma makes the famous Crystal Palace French toast. And man, it was as good as ever. It tasted delish. True. And uh, for it is. Who don't know what the Crystal Palace is. That is a restaurant in the Magic Kingdom at Walt Disney World. Yes, yes, and they have this French toast, and it is just the cinnamon goodness. I mean, it is just it's out of this world, really. It's really good. So, anyways, great. And no, I, I think those are great reports are, uh, about Christmas. And you know, speaking of Christmas, um, you know, I'm sure. We're getting towards the end where we're not listening to Christmas music as much. But if we're looking at a favorite Christmas song or, you know, one that you feel is very iconic, what what are your votes? Cast your votes. What what really gets you in the Christmas spirit? Um well, I kind of came up with three that I feel like are iconic, but really there's so many that are iconic. Maybe not iconic is the right word. I feel like probably the most listened to is All I Want for Christmas is You by Mariah Carey. I feel like when that comes on, everyone's ready to jam to it. I wonder what her annuity is on that thing. You <laughs> I, think it, I think it's a half a million. Is it really? Oh, yeah, man. it's a half a million. Um, then the second song. And I don't even know if I, like, enjoy it as much of a song or if I just, when I hear it, it's just like, yes, like, give it to me. Um, I forgot exactly what it's called, but it's the one that starts, (laughs) I'm dreaming of a way. You know that one? Kevin McAllister, you know? Oh, yeah, totally. Um, And then also... Uh, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays by NSYNC is just absolutely classic. So I feel like those are kind of like my top three that like anytime during the Christmas season, regardless of anything, if one of those three songs pops on, I'm just ready to jam. I love it. I think for me, like this, and this has kind of been a transition over the last couple of years. I'm a really big Michael Buble Christmas fan. Like, I think he's got some really good Christmas songs um, that he does. Um, I think one of my favorites, and I don't know if it's very, like, 
it's not really iconic, but it's it's one of my favorites in the last couple of years is Grown Up Christmas List. And he sings that one and oh man, I love that song. Um I think I'm trying to think of the other one. Um Santa Claus coming to town. I know my kids and I like to sing that one. That's always a good one. And I will say, um, sometimes uh, I like listening to Still, Still, Still when it's done by the Motab, Mormon Tabernacle Choir. Um, or I guess the choir at Temple Square. I should, should be better about that. Tabernacle Choir at Temple Square. Thank you. Um, that song reminds me of Grandpa. And uh, I always I always miss Grandpa a lot at Christmas. I, I always felt like he was a large figure around Christmas. He always used to tell his poems. And um, I miss uh, his, his um, commentary on you know, videotaping the village and Christmas. I I thought that was always really fun. So anyways, I just, I think about that too. Well said. Ralph, Uh, are you anti-Christmas music? No, I'm not anti-Christmas. I am anti-Christmas music before Thanksgiving. Yes, thank you. what What about after Christmas before New Year's? Um, yeah, I, I don't really, like, go out of my way to listen to it, but if it's on, it's fine. Do you keep your tree up, Russ, until Christmas? Or, I mean, until New Year's? It's gone. It's down. Villa's down. Everything's down. Ours is down, too. Yep. <laughs> it's down. Down. Got a man down. Oh, man. Uh, sorry, Drew. Didn't mean to interrupt. That's all right. Uh, top Christmas songs. So... Yeah, I think there's a lot of really good Christmas albums. Actually, two of my favorite Christmas albums are um, Josh Groban's Christmas album. And, yeah, you got a good one. Um, throwing it back a little bit, the David Archuleta Christmas album. Yes, you actually got me on some of his stuff. So those yeah. are good. those are two really solid Christmas albums. But when I think of Christmas music, um, you know, we grew up listening to a lot of Mannheim Steamroller. And um, my favorite Mannheim steamroller, well, a couple of them. One will always be God Rest Ye Merry Gentlemen. Mm. Um, I love their uh, arrangement of that song. And then I also love their um, Silent Night um, arrangement. Always gets you right in the feels. And um, yeah, so... Sorry, I know I threw out a couple albums and then a couple individual songs, but um, and then the the "Where Are You Christmas" song from the Grinch. Um, who sings that? Is it Carrie Underwood or no, Cindy, no, no, Cindy Lou Who? Faith, <laughs> Faith Hill. Come on, Drew. Faith Hill. I know it was like some country singer. Uh, <laughs> Carrie Underwood wasn't even on American Idol when the Grinch came out, bro. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, um, those are my uh, those are my thoughts on Christmas song favorites. Beauty. So, I know we're at the bottom of the hour here. 
So, do we need to wrap up? Yeah, I just want I just want to say one thing. For as much of MJ lovers and LeBron haters as you guys are, I'm surprised you don't have any respect for the classical Christmas music. You're kind of more into the modern, more recent things. <laughs> oh, man, our it's almost like our our listeners need to know that Russell and I have had quite the. Uh, LeBron versus Michael Jordan argument of who is the GOAT. And this week has just, I feel like it's kind of gone up a notch with, with the fury. I, I wouldn't really call it an argument. It's just me laying out facts and you being overshadowed with delusion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, your days are numbered. <laughs> All I do is lay out numbers and facts, and then you guys come back with eye test and emotional results. And guess mm-hmm. what? Mm-hmm. Facts don't care about your feelings. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Ben. <laughs> uh, I didn't know we had the Daily Wire here. So. <laughs> oh man. All right. Well, hey, that's a that's a wrap for this week. Uh, we want to. Thank all of our loyal listeners for tuning in for yet another episode, and we'll uh, see you next week. Wait, wait, wait. I've got one one more question before you ask us about something we learned today. We need to wrap. Yeah, I know. (laughs) You and the, you being our uh, free rap clown. Um, uh, I don't remember what I was going to say. Oh, yeah. Tomorrow is New Year's Eve, the last day of 2021. Um, you guys got any fun plans for the New Year's? Or are you just going to hang out and eat a piece of chicken? I'm sure chicken will be eaten. It's pretty much all I eat anymore. Um, I think I'm heading out to Dan's house. Yeah, I think, Ralph. I'm I, think I will as well. Nice. All right, guys. Um, I'm probably going to sit on my bun and do something. Drink some Martinelli's. I don't know. Go to bed at nine. (laughs) Live the dream. Oh, yeah. All right. Drew, what's what's something you learned today? Something I learned today. Um, I guess, I mean, I guess I'm not shocked by this, but um, you throwing out the Michael Bublé Christmas album, I didn't really see that coming. Well, now you do. Yeah. Russ, what's something you learned today? Um, Going back to a conversation I had earlier this afternoon, <laughs> um, I learned that I will never be in business with my two brothers because if we were to start a business, they would rather take a great salesman for 10 years and then go bankrupt rather than have a great salesman for twice as long. Oh my gosh. So uh, I still don't understand quite the logic there, but mm-hmm. I just learned if I ever come up with a great idea, steer clear you boys. Well, apples, I, apples and oranges. I'd, I'd rather get I'd rather get elite production in a short amount of time versus average production over a long period of time. So um, 
So, so, one... for, so for the record, so for the record, LeBron James for you ranks like 257th all time. Then if he's no, he, no, he, he he ranks second. He ranks second. Oh, oh so average production. I guess I just understand. Uh, <laughs> I mean, when when you're comparing it to Jordan, it's you know, it's not quite as elite. Let's just say that not quite as elite. Sorry, I know ten thousand uh, more career points when it's all said and done. Five thousand mm-hmm. more rebounds, <laughs> thousands of more assists, blocks, steals. I knew, I knew, I knew we were gonna go here. Here's was... what I love. Here's what I love. We had a hard deadline at eight thirty, <laughs> and the only topic that could push us another five and a half minutes would be the LeBron versus Jordan goat debate. Oh man. It's all right. It's all right. We're gonna. We might just have to have a pod of LeBron versus MJ, and we'll let the we'll let the listeners decide. So, what I learned today that I really think is awesome, and, and you may have told me this before, Russ, and maybe I forgot, but you do Chinese food for New Year's Eve or uh, Christmas Eve. I think that's awesome. Love Chinese yeah. food. And, and do you get the same? Is it like the same stuff, or do you change it up? Um. Well, it's usually the same stuff. So they have a, like a two for 20 meal. But I mean, now with Biden's economy, it was like two for 23 or something, which is whatever. Um, mm-hmm. But we always get, Abe really likes the broccoli beef. So we always get a broccoli beef. I always like general chicken. So we get general chicken. But now that our girls are getting bigger, we need more food. Um, mm-hmm. So Abe was like, let's get an extra entree. So I was like, let's get sweet and sour pork because I love sweet and sour Ooh, sauce. So we got sweet and sour pork. Um broccoli beef and general chicken and then egg rolls i love egg rolls so oh, yeah. and dipping the egg roll in the sweet and sour sauce oh my gosh so good man that's legit that's legit all right well i guess we really are gonna sign off now but thank you for listening and uh please tune in next time and uh, have a great new year's toodles peace